And then her clients were recalling past lives in Atlantis. They were recalling lives in ancient Egyptian times. They were even regressing and having experiences on alien planets. It's trippy to think about. So that means there's multiple versions of us right now? Absolutely. And different realms, dimensions, past, present, and future, and it's all happening right now. Welcome back to the Digital Social Hour, guys. I'm your host, Sean Kelly. Got an awesome guest for you guys today, Jennifer Mitchell. How's it going? It's going great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited to be here today and talk all about past life regression and quantum healing. Oh man, I can't wait to dive into it. So I've done I've done a past life session with you and learned a lot about myself. Could you explain how you got into all this? Absolutely. Um, where to begin? So I will go back a little ways to my childhood. Uh, I had a pretty traumatic upbringing, uh, primarily raised by a single mom. Uh, who I now know was suffering from schizophrenia um, mm. early on stages of schizophrenia as I was growing up. And the reason I mention this is because trauma can often be the catalyst for awakening. Mm. And so from a very young age, I was always really aware that there is more to life than this matrix experience of society, you know, working the nine to five and paying bills. And so growing up, I, I had that inner awareness. And then I started just, you know, kind of working and joining the workforce. I was very driven and I had this goal to just make a name for myself. So I bounced around from job to job, doing what I thought I was supposed to do and was miserable. Uh, I look back now and I think I was depressed. Mm. I didn't realize it at the time, but I would spend my entire Sunday in bed crying because I knew that on Monday I had to get up and I had to go to work and I was gonna be miserable for five days. Wow. 2017, everything changed for me, Sean, when I stumbled across a Dolores Cannon video on YouTube. I stopped scrolling because she looked like someone who should be baking cookies. <laughs> <laughs> she was this little a grandma looking lady or knitting a blanket, but no, no. She was talking about the most amazing stuff I'd ever heard. She was talking about quantum healing and how she had discovered this way to connect with her client's subconscious mind on the deepest level. Mm. And then her clients were recalling past lives in Atlantis. They were recalling lives in ancient Egyptian times. They were even regressing and having experiences on alien planets. And she talked about self-healing, how the subconscious can heal the body mm. and of anything. It's so powerful, it can do anything. And she was talking in one video about how she, the bones were cracking in her client as, as the spine was realigning. What? Yeah, it, I, was, I went down this Dolores hand, uh, Cannon rabbit hole. I was just, I couldn't get enough. And I knew right away that I had to have a session. Yeah. I, I, ha I have to experience this, I have to have a session. So at the time, there was no practitioners here in Las Vegas I could locate. So the closest practitioner I could find was in L.A. So I booked a flight, I booked a room and went out to L.A. and I had a session. Mm. And everything changed for me. Wow. Quantum healing is so powerful that all it takes is one session to forever alter your life. I had an amazing past life regression. I actually recalled three lifetimes. And my subconscious higher self reminded me of those life lessons and it told me why it wanted to show me those particular lifetimes. Mm. I also did a between life exploration. So after the past life, we go through the death experience, explored what I do in between lifetimes. Mm. And I found out that I don't normally take life assignments. 
I usually live in what my higher self referred to as the place between here, time and space. Mm. And that I help people prepare for Earth and I help teach them about what to expect when they come here. And then my higher self, uh, at the end, there's a part where we ask questions. I would present, I presented my practitioner with a list of questions. And one of my questions is, what is my life purpose? It's the main question that people want to know. And my higher self told me I was supposed to be a practitioner. Wow. Yeah. It, it told me, you're going to be a practitioner. You need to help people find their life purpose, but it's not time yet. So I was really overwhelmed yeah. <laughs> with all this information. And I went back to my nine to five, just working and climbing the corporate ladder all the way up to a senior executive level in a bank. But I still had this session in the back of my mind. You didn't get into business to run payroll, did you? That's okay. I didn't either. Now there's Gusto. Gusto not only offers payroll, but also benefits, onboarding, and HR all in one place to more than 300,000 businesses. Maybe you want federal, state, and local payroll taxes to be filed automatically no matter where your employers work, or maybe you want to offer a 401k plan to help your employees save for retirement. Do you have compliance with regulations? Three out of four employers say Gusto makes it easier to be compliant with the government. With Gusto's simple, guided software and user-friendly interface, payroll and HR are no longer exhausting, they are rewarding. Gusto was built for small businesses from the start. Gusto takes the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and puts the joy back into running your business. Gusto also integrates with your favorite tools, tools like QuickBooks, Xero, Google, and more. Want all this and more with no hidden fees? Try it out for three months for free at gusto.com social. That's gusto.com social. Knowing I wasn't living my purpose. Mm. And one day, it was right at the beginning of the pandemic, I didn't want to go into work because I actually was experiencing workplace bullying, even at an executive level. And I mm. wasn't happy in my job. And I was sitting in the parking lot before work, and I was dreading going in, and I heard the voice in my head. It said, it's time. Mm. It is time to align with your life path, and it's time to put your notice in. And I knew, I knew that that was my higher self telling me it, I needed to make the change. So I put my notice in and I was a little scared, but I took the leap and I haven't looked back since. And wow. I love what I do. I'm aligned and I'm living my purpose and I'm so excited to share that with other people. Yeah, it's amazing. And now you've helped hundreds of people mm -hmm. explore their past lives. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so uh, incredible because I never know where we're going to go. When somebody right. steps through the door, <laughs> I'm just as excited as they are. I don't know if we're going to experience life on another planet or if they're going to go to you know ancient Egyptian times or yeah. Native American times so it's yeah. yeah it's amazing yeah yes you mentioned clients have been on other planets i was watching your yeah. youtube and four of your clients have been on a red futuristic planet mm -hmm. what exactly do you think that is you know i'm waiting for the next client to come through because i have a whole list of questions <laughs> now for the next person who comes through and can and regresses to this place i've come to the conclusion i do believe i think it's a futuristic version of mars and this is one, day as, one way as a past life regressionist that I can validate my work mm -hmm. is because my clients don't know each other, but yet I have these people under hypnosis who are saying the exact same things to me. Right. They're having the same recollections. And so I, to your point, yes, I've had these clients regress to this futuristic red planet. And so the sky is red and the society is built inside of this dome-like structure mm. because they're not able to go out into the environment 
and the society is non-monetary. So everybody contributes to the success to the society by they have a job that they're supposed to do. Uh, one of my clients was a scientist, and their job was to try to figure out the air quality and mm. how people could actually leave the dome-like structure and go outside and enjoy the environment. Mm. Uh, another question I always ask is about the food. And every client has said the exact same thing about the food, that they primarily eat roots and vegetables, and that the food somehow appears. Like they push these buttons, and then the food appears. Wow. Yeah, it's really interesting. And transportation is magnetic. It's some sort of like magnetic railway for the for the transportation. So, mm. so it's super fast. Yeah. And I'm, like I said, I'm just waiting for the next person to come through because I have my questions. Yeah. I also saw in one of your videos, one of your patients remembered how the pyramids were built 12,000 yeah. years ago. Yeah, that, and, that was an incredible. Yeah. And you said two life. aliens helped out. Mm -hmm. And it's not uncommon that clients will recall not only lifetimes on other planets, but living here on Earth in mm -hmm. a previous life where there was alien intervention, uh, galactic beings I like to refer to them as. And so yes, this client that I had regressed to a time and place where he um, helped to build, it was the Nubian pyramids. Mm. And he had said under regression that there were these two galactic beings and that they had these special powers where they were able to make the stones levitate mm. using vibration. And that when the stones levitated, that they had this blue glow around them. Mm. And then that's how they were able to build and move the pyramids. And then everybody else was workers helping out doing the other tasks. But that was a really cool regression. Wow. One of my favorites for sure. Yeah. Was that the farthest back you've ever seen a past life? I would say so. Um, I like that question though, because it's really interesting. As a practitioner, I've come to the conclusion I don't think there is no such thing as time. And what I've discovered through my sessions is that everything is happening simultaneously all at once. Whoa. Past, present, future. It's all happening in the here and now in the same moment in time. And it's really hard for the human mind to try to quantify that, um, which is why we have time in this, where we are in this third dimension. But mm. when we connect under hypnosis, and to that part that I'm connecting to, again, it's the higher self is what we refer to it as, also called the oversoul, or some people even call it intuition. Mm -hmm. I find that that part of us is not bound by time. Hmm. If I ask it a time-related question, it does has a hard time understanding because it's residing outside of time. Hmm. So wow. it's really interesting. It's trippy to think about. So that means there's multiple versions of us right now? Absolutely. And different realms, dimensions, past, present, and future, and it's all happening right now. Again, this is just what I've gathered and my belief as a practitioner um, through all the sessions that I've had, um, that's the conclusion that I've come to. Yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I know. It's, it's really wild and, and trippy to think about that, right? Yeah. It's, it's hard to like wrap our, our mind around it. Because they teach us time is linear, but mm -hmm. it's more of a grid almost, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I would definitely say so. It's, it, you know, it's interesting. Um, because, you know, again, you know, I try to ask sometimes questions like time related or time based questions. And sometimes the subconscious mind can be very um, dry. It'll be say irrelevant right. <laughs> or it'll say I don't understand. And so I have to try to rephrase the question and eliminate or remove the time portion out of the question for yeah. the client to get that answer they're looking for. Now, how do you deal with skepticism? Because a lot of scientists mm -hmm. don't believe in this stuff because there's no proof that a soul exists. Mm -hmm. You know, that's an interesting question, too. Um, I think a lot of it 
honestly aligns with belief system, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever we believe is going is going to manifest. So I've had some clients who come to me and for instance, they they think that they can't be hypnosis and so um, hypnotized. And so they've hardwired themselves to believe that. Right. Whatever we believe is going to play out in a session. I had a client, it's actually one of my favorite sessions I had, but before we sat down and I regressed her, she tells me, Oh, I don't know. My ego is so strong. It's really powerful. I think it's going to block this. I, I don't know if my ego is going to allow me to be hypnotized. Mm. I spent the entire two hours, Sean, <laughs> talking to an ego. Oh, man. Because she had convinced herself and written this story and told herself that that is what was going to happen. So right. that's what played out. And it was a very interesting conversation because I had to be, you know, tricky with the ego. Well, well, you're the ego. You want all the power. Wouldn't you seem even more powerful if you gave her this answer? Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would. Okay. And so it was really, it was interesting conversation talking with somebody's ego. But yeah. it just goes to show that, you know, the power of the mind is so real. So if you believe something, then it's going to come true. Right. So when you say you were talking to the ego, is that their conscious mind? It is part of the conscious mind. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of what happened with us, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the conscious mind, I do kind of like to refer to it uh, from a hypnosis standpoint as like Mr. Ninja, because it can sometimes interfere with the sessions. Right. It wants to quantify, it wants to analyze. Um, it doesn't happen often, but there are some times when people are not able to relax enough to be hypnotized. And that could be because the conscious mind is thinking about, oh, what am I going to say next? Or am I giving the answer that they want to hear? Mm. What question are they going to ask me next? And it's so busy kind of computing or running its program in the background mm -hmm. that the client's not able to just surrender and relax enough. Right. Um, so it is few and far between, but, but sometimes that can happen. Interesting. Do you see a lot of people have trauma in their current life that stems from their past lives? Absolutely. I'm going to tell you a story because one thing comes to mind. I had this young lady who came to see me and she was experiencing a lot of pain in her stomach. It was like right here and the left side of the upper region of her stomach. Mm. And she'd gone through testing, gone to doctors, tried changing her diet. She couldn't figure out uh, where the pain was coming from. So mm. she came to me for quantum healing. And we did this past life regression. It was it was a really challenging past life. It was actually quite sad. Um, her mom had passed away in this lifetime and the dad told her that he didn't want her. Hmm. And he, they went to this parade and the dad left her Whoa. in the parade. She was about six or seven, I believe. And I felt that, Sean, like, as a practitioner, try not to get too emotional, but I kind of felt that. She's right. like, I'm so scared. I don't know where my dad is. He left me on purpose. And it was really crowded. And it seemed to be like Macy's Day type of parade in like New York City or mm. Chicago is a really big city. Um, she was all alone and scared. And so she ended up growing up on the streets in this lifetime and falling into addictive patterns and behaviors. Well, in this lifetime, when we visited the last day of the life, because we always do that, um, we want to pass through the whole entire life, she was stabbed to death in Whoa. an alley. And she was stopped right here, where the exact spot where she was experiencing the pain. Mm. And when she passed from that lifetime and it called forward the subconscious higher self, and I always ask, why did you show us this lifetime? What was the lesson? And they said, because she can let go of the trauma now. And the most interesting part is, I mean, that's not even the most interesting part. What I found the most fascinating was that the pain started in this lifetime at the exact same age that she was when she had got stabbed in that previous 
lifetime. Whoa. I believe it was 25 or 26 that she had had passed in that yeah. lifetime. And that's about that. And that was the age that she was when she come to, came to see me for her wow. session. Wow, that's unbelievable. Yeah. And a lot of people have like relationship trauma too, right? Mm -hmm, absolutely. There's all kinds of trauma that resides in the body and it manifests as pain. Um, the body is very unique and the fact that it'll manifest and present, you know, different types of emotions in the body as pain. So for instance, if my client is having um, arthritis in the hands, it's usually the subconscious will tell me it's because they're holding on so tight to something and they can't let go mm. of a situation. And so it'll manifest as arthritis in the hands. Whoa. Um, pain in the knees and feet is not being able to move forward. Um, they can't move on or move forward past you know something that's holding them back or mm. they haven't come to accept it. So it'll manifest as pain in the feet or knees. Sadness resides in the heart. Mm -hmm. Usually if somebody is experiencing heart pain or something, it's sadness that's been there. And headaches is usually fear. Mm. Like they're scared, they're fearful of something. And so it'll manifest as headaches. And throughout all the sessions, everybody's always pretty much said the same thing. Wow. And yeah. you're able to perform these body scans, right? Mm -hmm. Um, as a practitioner, I don't do anything. It's actually all the right. client who does it uh, themselves. So yes, in the session, there's multiple parts of a session. So I'll actually back up. Um, the first part is the past life regression. Yeah. After that, we do the between life exploration. And then yes, we move forward to the healing part where I will call forward the subconscious higher self. Mm -hmm. And I'll ask for the subconscious mind to scan the client's body from head to toe for them, mm. looking for pain, trauma, emotions, illness, sickness, anything in the body that is causing the body to not function in perfect harmony. And it can locate, you know, trauma and emotions. And I always dig deep and find, well, what's the root cause? What age was that? Did that enter the body? Mm. You know, why are we holding on to that? Can we let that go? And the subconscious always wants to help you. It, I mean, it's here, it's your partner in this life to, to guide you, you know, it's your intuition. People you know, have strong intuitive feelings. And so it will help you by releasing the trauma, by, by healing whatever it is you know, that is causing you pain or sickness. Um, I have a good friend of mine and fellow practitioner who through several self-healing sessions, quantum healing sessions, she was able to cure her lymphoma. Whoa. Mm -hmm. I think it was about six sessions. And That's now, crazy. Yeah, she's cancer free now. So you can treat cancer just through... Yes, the body has the ability to self-heal and to self-treat itself, absolutely. Wow. Yes. I wish more people knew about that. And then, you know, again, it goes back to also belief system aligning. When the belief system aligns, that's when the self-healing can occur. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's similar to Joe Dispenza, right? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, I like similar. a lot of his stuff. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I wonder if he's done any of this. I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. I, yeah. I'd be curious to find out. <laughs> well, he did heal his spine after that injury just through meditation. So Yeah. And it's very similar. I like to say that hypnosis is very similar to meditation. You know, Hollywood has done a really good job at putting like the spin on hypnosis, like it's scary or you're going right. to lose control. But that's not the truth. It's a very natural state of being, a natural state of mind. Yeah. And every person is actually already in, we work in the theta state. We're already in that state of mind two times every day. So when you're falling asleep at night, it's that state of mind where you're starting to drift off into the dream world right there between awake and asleep. That's the theta state, very natural state mm -hmm. of mind. And then again, we enter that same state when we're waking up in the morning where right. you're kind of aware that you're waking up and you're 
in and out of the dreamlike phase. That is, you know, the state of mind that we work in with hypnosis. So it's yeah. very natural, um, just as, you know, easy as meditation. Yeah, it felt very natural. Like I didn't feel like I was losing control or anything. Mm -hmm. And like you said, people are under hypnosis twice a day anyways. Yeah, they're all, it's a natural state of mind. And you always know, you know, what is going on. You know that you're in a session. You know what you're saying because the conscious mind is, you know, takes the back seat, but it's still there. So you'll never say something that you don't want to say or that, um, or you'll never do something that you don't want to do. I remember, and I think all, sometimes some of my clients are also nervous coming for a session. I was right. nervous when I, before I went for my session, I thought, oh my gosh, my higher self is going to say something so scary that I don't <laughs> want to hear. But that's not the truth. Um, the truth is, is that it knows exactly what you need to know, what you need to hear, and it's only going to disclose something that is going to help you in this life. It right. will tell you something that is going, you know, to disturb you mentally or physically. Yeah. So, what's well, been in your experience with communicating with spirits or the deceased? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So most frequently, uh, loved ones will come through in that between life exploration phase. Mm. Um, spirit guides will come through. I've had many clients uh, channel angels or galactic beings the uh, soul family often. So we do the between life exploration again, that's the second part of the session. Uh, sometimes the soul family will come forward to greet the um, to greet them after they've passed and mm. you, they remember you know who they are, where they come from. And it's very common. I've never witnessed any negative um, entities like demons or anything like that. Really? No, I wow. haven't had anything like that ever come through. And neither have any of my practitioner friends who I speak with. Wow. Um, and I think one of two things. Either, number one, I think it's fear-based. I really don't, I don't know it or believe that they exist. Um, or number two, we, we do a pyramid of protection. When we're entering into that quantum realm of the deep hypnosis, we protect um, our mind and body with the strongest, most powerful force in the universe, which is the white pyramid of protection, where mm. nothing can get through. So right. we're always safe and protected in our sessions. Where does that pyramid stem from? That pyramid stems from, again, aligning with the sense of belief and the sense of knowing. Um, when we align with that, then we, we're safe and we're protected. Our higher self, again, is always looking out for us. Mm. It's not going to allow anything that doesn't serve our highest best interest to happen or occur in a session nice you mentioned galactic beings i remember mm -hmm. you told me yesterday there was some space station where there's yeah. multiple beings that go there right yeah it's called the terminal and i've had a lot of clients visit this terminal it's another uh, synchronicity amongst you know clients that i've had so this galactic terminal um, my last client described it she said it seemed like an airport mm. uh, where there's like a long uh, bridgeway and then there's these gateways or archways and you can mm. see through them to different realms and different worlds and at this terminal that there was all these types of galactic beings that were there and it was really interesting because in that session she entered this part of um, the session after the past life when we were doing the between life exploration. Mm. She said, I want to go somewhere. I want to go home. And I was like, okay, well, how do we go home? And so she started describing the terminal. And I said, look down at your feet for me. And she looks down at her <laughs> feet and she got real quiet. And she's like, I don't understand. And I was <laughs> like, well, what do you see? She's like, my feet are webbed <laughs> <laughs> and it was a shocking moment for her um and i was like okay and i was like that's fine and i was like well look at your hands and she's like 
I'm scaly. And, she, <laughs> and I, I don't understand. Why am I scaly? And I could actually sense that she was a little shocked by this and she felt a little uncomfortable in, in finding this out. Yeah. So as a practitioner, I'm always hyper aware, hyper in tune of exactly what my clients are going through. So I kind of just moved her on from that. I'm like, okay, let's go home. Like, where do we want to go? And we stepped through this um this realm, this gateway, and then we found ourselves on another planet. Wow. So, yeah, it was, it was real interesting. So that means some people were aliens in their past lives, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I've had a lot of clients regress to alien beings. Wow. Um, most common is a gray. Yeah. Uh, they'll regress to a gray. I'll be like, look at your hands, and they're like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're shocked. But yeah. Was that on Earth or a different planet? Um, where, where they regress to the gray. It could be both. Sometimes okay. it's on Earth. Usually that part will manifest and come through after the past life and when we do the between life exploration. And I'm like, well, where do you want to go? They'll usually say, I want to go home. Mm. And then I'll ask them to look at themselves. And then they'll tell me what shape or form that they're in. Mm. And I'm like, well, how are we going to go home? Sometimes they'll just automatically be there and then they'll start describing a different place. Wow. Or a ship will come and take them and it'll be their soul family that have been waiting for them to complete this life experience. So, wow, it's interesting. Anything is possible. And yeah. The subconscious mind holds all of the information. Yeah. So. Have you ever seen anyone be an animal, like a dog or anything? Yes. Yes, oh, yeah. it can happen. I had someone who regressed to a life as a boulder. A boulder? That, a <laughs> rock? They were a rock. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but, you know, the subconscious mind had a specific reason for showing them that because mm. they needed to be still. They were so busy and so overwhelmed and stressed that they needed that stillness. And it was a reminder to just be. Wow. So there's <laughs> souls in rocks. Uh, yes. <laughs> I never would have thought yes. that. And now we lived an entire lifetime and she described the landscape changing and how yeah. she could see everything, you know, shifting and moving and the sky was moving and it would be raining. It was it was interesting. Interesting. Yeah, because yeah, now they're doing all these studies that plants actually have communication methods and stuff. I know. Yeah. And then... <laughs> I I, um, I go outside sometimes and I'll like, are you there? <laughs> I'll talk to my tree. <laughs> my husband probably thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. So what are the Akashic records? The Akashic records, yes. So there is this place, you know, again, um, when we connect with the subconscious higher self, where I like to refer to it as in the fifth dimension. So we're beyond that place of space and time. And we connect with the part that knows everything. And so the Akashic Records is where all the information and all of the data lies. Mm. Uh, it can manifest itself in different ways. Sometimes to people it could be show a, or appear as a, a large book, like mm -hmm. a beautiful glowing book and they flip through the pages. It could be a great library or a hall of information. Mm. I've had clients find scrolls and caves. And that part of the session is actually towards the end of the session, mm -hmm. which is my favorite part of the session. So. I mentioned earlier that um, clients will present me with a list of questions that they have for the subconscious. Right. Uh, and it can be anything. You can ask anything from relationship advice, you know, um, to career advice, health, like anything that you want to know, diet-related questions, nothing. Well, there's one question that's off the table, and I'll get to that later. Okay. Um, but most anything is your subconscious will answer. And we get that data, and that information comes through from the Akashic Records. Wow. The only question I will not ask, and have one person who brought this to me, and I was like, why would you want to know this, is when will I die? Mm. 
I won't ask that. And I honestly, I don't think your subconscious higher self would respond to that right. because it doesn't help you. It doesn't serve your, you know, your highest purpose to know that. Hmm. I'm pretty sure it would just respond and say irrelevant. Really? So that's the only question I wouldn't ask. But. Yeah, because there's certain pol- people that believe you have a date when you're born that you're mm. going to die on. Do you believe in that? I I do, actually, because I think that, you know, we're all on this life mission and this and we serve our purpose at a certain time. And when mm. we've lived our purpose and we've completed what we're here to do, that, that we pass. And passing is a beautiful experience. Um, even even if it's, well, if, even if it's a traumatic experience, once that is through, it's very calm and serene. Right. And on the other side, my clients are always happy and they feel peaceful and they and they look back and they're, sometimes they're like wow that was a really hard <laughs> life to live or they'll yeah. be like i'm so you know i'm really happy I, I lived my lesson you know my lived my life i learned my lesson i you know helped people or i accomplished what i came to accomplish mm. so this notion of purgatory or hell you haven't experienced any of that i have not come across it no wow what not about- to say that it doesn't exist but i've never encountered it um the closest thing I would say that I've encountered is like when somebody has a, a previous life that maybe the soul needs to cleanse, yeah. but they will go to this place of cleansing mm. where the soul can, you know, um, can cleanse and be, you know, reinvigorated and ready for the nef- next experience. Right. So what about heaven and God? I'm sure a lot of people are curious mm-hmm. about that. That, co- that go Yeah. Um, I haven't had anybody experience heaven, not to say that there isn't a heaven, but heaven can also manifest in different ways to different people right. too. Um, oftentimes when we're doing the between life exploration, they will go to this beautiful, like peaceful place, but it's always custom tailored to mm. what, to what they are meant to see or experience. And that's oftentimes where we will find their spirit guides or their loved ones or soul family will greet them. Right. So this between life stuff is fascinating because mm-hmm. there's some people that don't know that they passed away, right? Yeah. And do they get kind of stuck there? Is that what they call a spirit or a ghost? I haven't encountered where people get stuck there. My take on spirits and ghosts is kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier about how time is happening simultaneously all mm. at once. I, I believe it's my opinion is that we're intertwining with another dimension. Mm. And that would be the fifth dimension? Mm-hmm. like another time like time is kind of like overlapping and that's why like we might see something or experience something because it's happening at that same moment yeah simultaneously but somehow some way we're able to to see it mm. are you able to just feel people's energies when you're walking around in public <laughs> yeah that's part of you know i believe that trauma cracks us wide open spiritually mm. um and and part of trauma is you know you're able to feel other people's energy and always been highly empathic i can walk by somebody and i can know if they're sad um if if, you know if they've experienced something if they're angry i have learned to zip myself up because you don't want to go out in public that exposed (laughs) (laughs) Um, because you can take on everybody's energy and Mm. that can be draining i remember when i first came to this realization sean i I always have really high stressful jobs. And I was uh, a manager in a call center for an airline. And that was a very high stress job. I had mm. about 200 people. And I kept realizing that my agents would come to me and be, can I talk to you? Can I talk to you? Mm. And they would just dump everything on me. And right. I was like, this isn't happening to the other managers or directors. Why yeah. is it happening to me? Huh. And it was because they were drawn to me. Because they could sense that I could feel what they were going through. So wow. I was like, 
a magnet attracting these people to come and just kind of just dump their life problems on me. And it was it was making me sick. Like I could feel, you know, draw, my energy was drawn. I wasn't feeling well. And so I went for a Reiki session and the mm. practitioner's like, are you zipping up? And I was like, what is that? Mm-hmm. I had no idea. And so she taught me that I need to, you know, envision same to that. Uh, very similar to the protective shield of white light yeah. around me, protecting my energy. And so I can see and I can still sense people's energies, but I don't take them on and I don't attract them anymore. Interesting. Yeah, because there's some people that feel like an energy leech almost just yeah. taken away from you. Exactly. And that's the best way to describe it. So if anyone is experiencing that, yeah. <laughs> who's listening to this, it's really important to zip up energetically so that you are not taking those people's energies on. Right. So do we have a finite amount of energy or is there ways to recharge it? Absolutely. I would say that the easiest way and the most effective way to recharge is through meditation. Mm. Just like calming the mind and just really centering uh, yourself and then grounding. Grounding. I love yeah, grounding. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I did that this morning. I do that every morning. I go outside and I ground. Same. Just yeah. feels amazing. It really does. <laughs> yeah. I did it as a kid without even knowing what mm-hmm. it was. And as a kid, I definitely felt more spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what's next for you? I am just going to keep spreading the word about quantum healing. Um, that's my life purpose. And I'm aligned and I'm living it. I love what I do and helping people and that's what's next for me. Maybe writing a book. Okay. <laughs> uh, continuing on on my, on my own podcast as well and doing nice. sessions. Yeah. yeah, where can people book a session? Um, absolutely. If anybody's interested or feels compelled to have a session, they can visit me online at thesoulexperiences.com. That is plural. I'm also on TikTok and Instagram at I am Jennifer Mitchell. Perfect. I'll put it in the description. Thank you. Thanks for watching, guys. I'll see you next time. <laughs>